can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. Alright Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host Guy DiPlacido. The Celtics fall once again to the Washington Wizards, 115-112 in double overtime. Yes, that is five overtime quarters in six games. That is horrible. This team is going to be exhausted if this continues. Uh, Want to follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through, player of the game, some of the highs, some of the lows, and want to talk about whether or not the Celtics are as bad as their record shows. Uh, to get things started off today, I want to go through player of the game, and it's going to go to Jalen Brown uh, at various points of tonight. Uh, he was the guy that was hitting his shots consistently, uh, looked like a vintage Dwayne Wade with his newfound Euro, uh, especially in transition, just made a couple of guys look absolutely lost. And it has been fun to watch. We saw today, got his mid-range back, uh, dialed in. To the end of the game, 34 points, six rebounds, two assists, a steal, a block on 14 of 24 shooting. So another extremely efficient night for Jalen Brown, uh, which, again, we haven't really seen the last couple of games. So this was definitely good. Jalen Brown did talk uh, after last game or maybe it was after one of the last practices that his recovery from COVID has been a little bit tougher than he had imagined. Uh, He said it feels like After the games, he just doesn't recover the same way that he used to before. So instead of just playing one game, it felt like he had played three. And listen, if that's the case, that's the case. He hasn't played good. He hasn't played like good basketball the last couple of games. It is what it is. You got to move past it at this point. Uh, Hopefully... That doesn't continue to happen because tonight he ended up with 47 minutes. Fortunately, we do not we do not play tomorrow. The unfortunate part is we probably would have had a practice tomorrow, but with another double overtime game, I don't know if that's happening. Probably going to get the day off tomorrow, uh, which is just another situation where the Celtics just aren't putting in work they're not growing together they're not playing as a team you know missing practices is tough that was one of the hard parts about the bubble and you know the really the covid plague season we didn't have practices because the schedule was just so condensed Um, and with the way the celtics are playing with all of these overtimes it makes it almost impossible Uh, but jalen brown you know outside of outside of the fact that he hasn't felt like he's been recovering. He played a hell of a game. A couple great finishes and transitions. Uh, at eight points in the first. Nine points in the second. Ten in the third. And then he ended up with 34. So, I mean, fourth quarter and both overtimes only scored seven. But there wasn't a lot of scoring going on in those overtimes. Uh, both of them were pretty low scoring. 
on on both sides of the ball. So overall, pretty pretty impressive game for Jalen Brown. We saw at the end of regulation had a great steal and then finish in transition with about a minute left to bring the game within one when we were down three and then hit a mid-range over Montrez Harrell to take a one-point lead with 20 seconds left. And then obviously Dinwiddie hit the, the free throw to push it into overtime, but we were losing late in that game, and Jalen Brown had an incredible stretch to pull the Celtics forward and at least tie the game. Like We had no business even competing in this game. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but honestly, like Jalen Brown was one of the big reasons that we were even in this game to begin with. The other guy that played really solid basketball tonight was Josh Richardson. At one point, he was, you know, really up. He was, I think, second on the team as far as points. He ended with 18 points, three rebounds, a steal, a block. Pretty efficient, seven to fifteen shooting. Uh, he was the he was one of two people, him and Peyton Pritchard, that actually hit a three pointer today. Uh, there was a couple just great defensive plays by him, though. You know, he had a great drive early, got blown by one time defensively, but I ended up recovering and had a great block. Uh, but had six points in the first, five in the second. Uh, and then by the time regulation ended, it had 18. So, you know, fairly, fairly good night for him. One of the better games that we've seen him play as a Celtic this season. So that's encouraging to see. And honestly, I probably the second best player, I probably should have moved him over Richardson was Al Horford. Uh, Al Horford played a phenomenal game tonight. Didn't have a ton of points, eight points, added in 10 rebounds, five assists, a steal, and six blocks. Six blocks. And defensively all night, the guy was just sensational. And he's been doing this all season long. Defensively, they threw a stat on the, on the TV earlier today. When Al Horford is on the floor, the Celtics defensive rating is 95 which is excellent. When he's not on the floor, 115. That is a 20 a 20 point swing just with him on the court and not. And it comes down to the fact that he's switching onto all these guards and can still hold his own. Like he's a guy even at freaking 35 years old, he's a guy that is switching on to guards, sticking with them and blocking he's protecting the rim like this guy has been outstanding this season defensively and it's not even just defensively it's you know his ability to move the ball you know he had uh five assists tonight but you saw a lot especially early like jalen brown really was going cutting hard to the hoop and al horford found him twice early on just great cuts to the hoop from JB. Al Horford found him. Al's a great passing big. The ball moves faster with him on the court. It just does. Like he's way better than I was anticipating. Way better. 
Uh, it's not translating to wins. We're two and four this season. Uh, but overall, I mean, you love the way that Al Horford's been playing here. You really do. Outside of that, honestly, there really wasn't much good to come from this. Assist-wise, only ended with 23, which for a double overtime game is not very good. Uh, and the three-point shooting was abysmal, which we'll talk about. I mean, you could you could point at Tatum and say he was okay. I'm not gonna say he was. I'm not gonna say he was terrible, uh, but I'm definitely not gonna say he was good. End of the night with 27 points, 15 rebounds, which if you look at just those numbers, look great. Great. 10 of 32 from the field. 0 of 5 from 3. Four turnovers, one of which was late in the double overtime that just completely killed the Celtics offense. Didn't even, like, somehow was trying to find Brown in the corner for a corner three. And just threw it right out of bounds. No idea what he was doing on that. Uh, but really, just not—I don't know. It's not a—it's not a great game. It's not a—not a good game. It's also not terrible. Shooting percentages are horrible. But the guy at least put up something. I don't know. I don't really know what to make of it. I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna call him a dud. But he certainly didn't play well. So, honestly, that's where I'm going to wrap up the good part of tonight because outside of that, there wasn't much. I will say Dennis Schroeder moved the ball fairly well. Uh, didn't have a great shooting night either, uh, but he was moving the ball. So, it's one of the things. One thing that I do love about Dennis Schroeder is his ability to pressure the ball. Like he's forcing guys to pick up the ball early and he's going almost full court press all game long. He pushes, he pushes the pace and he's moving the ball. Well, tonight, like the last couple of games, he's spoiled us. He's got like 20, I think he averaged 22 points out of the last couple of games. Uh, tonight was definitely not that night. Only ended with six on one of seven shooting. Uh, the guy's getting to the line. He's moving the ball. You know, you can't ask for too much, I guess. Uh, in a game where Marcus Smart was not playing, I kind of expected Schroeder to have a massive game. And it didn't really happen that way. Uh, with that being said, going to wrap things up on the good side of today's podcast. Going to switch over to some of the negatives. And then we'll talk about whether or not the Celtics are as bad as their record shows. Before we do that, take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one -on -one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Greens Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com 
Use code CelticsTake15. That's CelticsTake15 for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, let's take a quick second here. Shout out a new sponsor, Vidget. Vidget is the first gamified social network for sports bettors. It's 100% free to download and give sports bettors like me and you a place to talk about sports betting and compete against friends. Vidget has a free play sports book, which gives you the opportunity to win real prizes like t-shirts, Amazon gift cards, and even a PS5. They also have really cool betting league features, which kind of works like fantasy football for sports betting. Download today using the referral CeltsPod, that's C-E-L-T-S-P-O-D, and get 2,500 free coins to start betting with. All right, we're back. I want to talk through some of the negatives here, and a lot of it just comes down to shot making. We talked a lot this season about the Celtics taking a ton of threes and not having them fall. And tonight was no exception. I will say the Celtics limited the amount of threes that they took tonight compared to their normal 40. Uh, Only took 26, but they made how many? Two. Not one, but two three-point attempts that they hit the entire game. They shot 7.7% from three, which is, it has to be one of the worst three-point shooting performances like in recorded basketball. Just really, really bad. Like I would be, I would be very surprised if there was a three-point shooting performance worse than 7% in the history of the NBA since the three-point shot was be, like was a thing. Just really bad. Up and down. Grant, 0 for 2. Tatum, 0 for 5. Al, 0 for 1. Schroeder, 0 for 3. Jalen, 0 for 5. Jabari, 0 for 1. Pritchard, 1 for 3. So good for him. He shot lights out compared to everybody else. Richardson, 1 for 4. Romeo, 0 for 2. Just a bad, bad game. And I don't I don't know what to even say about it. Like I don't I don't think that's going to happen again. It's definitely not gonna happen again that bad. But you look at this game and that's that's the difference. Not that the Wizards shot well from deep either. They were twenty seven percent, which again is terrible. But they had 10 made threes. We had two. That's 24 points from threes that we did not have. A 24-point difference in three-point makes. That is a massive, massive difference when it comes down to the wire. In a double overtime game. In a double overtime game. That right there is the difference. I will say this. Like, the Celtics tonight played a better game. But that right there is the difference maker. If you're not hitting threes in today's NBA, you will not win a basketball game. So the big question is, are the Celtics as bad as their record? Two and four. And tonight, 
I will say this. I don't think that they're that bad of a team after a game like tonight. Look at the rest of the season so far. The first five games prior to today. The one thing that all fans, media, anybody have said about this team is their defensive intensity and effort has sucked. It has been bad all season long for the first five games at least. Tonight was different. I really I really do think it was different. This was the best probably defensive game that we've played. Again, you look at the score, like 115, that's not exactly a low-scoring game, but that's in double overtime, right? Like, it's not the same thing. It's not. Like, I think defensively, this was our best game. And effort-wise, the effort was there. Like, we, we pushed the pace all game. We moved the ball. Defensively, we didn't give up nearly as many offensive rebounds as we did last game. Uh, we didn't give up a lot of loose balls like we did last game. Like, overall, this was a pretty well-played game. It, we just could not shoot. <laughs> like, it was a better defensive, better effort-wise game. So the question still stands, are we as bad as our record? If the Celtics can keep up that defensive intensity, if the Celtics can keep up that effort level, then I think that the Celtics will be significantly better than their record. However, one game is not a good sample size for that. So this is a troubling, troubling position to be in we're two and four facing off against the four and one chicago bill chicago bulls and very easily could get caught off guard and slip down a two and five which is terrible one of the worst starts the celtics have had in years two and four already is one of the worst starts in years so this is not good like, that would be a big statement win against a solid team if they can pull it off Monday night against the Bulls. But right now, there's just not a lot of evidence showing that the Celtics are capable of that. Like, tonight, Marcus Smart was out. Every Celtics fan and their mother was saying, oh, Dennis Schroeder is going to go off. They don't want Smart on the team. They're giving him a bunch of shit. And again, he hasn't had a good season. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and defend Marcus like he's the best player on this team because he's played bad. But to say he shouldn't be on this team, he shouldn't be in the NBA, he should be traded, yada yada yada, like it's just not it's not true. Your sample size is horrible, it's too small. Like we've seen Marcus Smart make big plays. Like we know what he's capable of. He, has, he hasn't really showed much of it this year. Defensively, he's had some good games. Uh, offensively, it's been an absolute nightmare. Absolute nightmare. But I don't... I just... I don't know what to expect from this team anymore. You know, like tonight, the effort was there, but the shot falling wasn't. Most other nights, shot falling has happened, but the effort has sucked defensively we've sucked so the Celtics need everything going we can't show up to a game like Chicago 
especially like Chicago, with one of them not there. If the effort's not there, we lose. If the shooting's not there, we lose. If both of them are there, we can compete, sure. I think talent-wise, we're right up there with them. But the Celtics have not done a good job of figuring out how to play a complete game. Again, small sample size, six games in. But through six games, we have not put together a solid game all the way through. And that's the frustrating part. So that's where we're going to wrap things up for today. If you haven't done so already, follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to join the Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. And we have some very exciting news that I will share on Monday's podcast after the Bulls. So make sure to tune in. Have a fantastic night, Celtics fans, and happy Halloween. I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic.